0: This episode is brought to you by R1 RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www r1rcm.com slash beckers. Hello and welcome to the Becker's Hospital Review Podcast. My name is Will Riley from R1RCM. With me in the podcast studio today is Eric Summers. Eric is the Chief Medical Officer at Advocate Health Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. Yeah. Eric, welcome. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. We're very fortunate to have you here. Uh, Eric, do
1: you want to start by just introducing yourself to us briefly? Sure, absolutely. Um, I have um, been at uh, Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, for 13 years. Been CMO there for six years. Uh, I oversee our medical staff, APPs, physician advising, credentialing, a lot of a lot of hats, as many CMOs have. Um, uh, Big tertiary care academic medical center and um, uh, really love being there. Uh, Originally from Alabama, but not too much of a difference, but I enjoy it. So Perfect. Thanks, Eric. Looking forward to talking to you today. We're going to uh,
0: kind of cover the waterfront, really, of some of the big issues and challenges facing providers as they navigate into 2024. Um, We'll start with a really nice, juicy one, which is (laughs) around... um, payer relationships sure um a space that has always been i think challenging for different reasons obviously there's a a tension there but it seems to be an area that has become more contentious since the pandemic um i wonder if you agree with that if you could shine a bit of a light on it from your perspective
1: yeah I, i i i hear what you're saying i have a lot of you know cmo colleagues that i talk with that mention the contention and and we're seeing some of that i i will say um this is something that uh, we've been working on for about three or four years. And uh, what we realized was, you know, when you have contention, there was contention four years ago, pre-COVID, there's contention now. But why is there contention? And I, I went to a conference a couple of years ago, and I met some of the um, physicians working for the insurance companies that are on the other side of these phone calls, you know, for these denials, et cetera. They said, we don't know you. You don't know us. Um, get to know us, take the time, put in the effort, it and, and, and guess what? You, you may see some, some benefit. And so we, um, we took that to heart and, uh, our physician advising group, I think is one of the strongest in the country. We took the time to get to know these people. It's not just a nameless person on the other side of the phone. It is, it is a physician. They, they do have a bent for the insurance company. They're giving their perspective, but once you build that collegiality and respect, um, it pays off in many ways. I can tell you right now, our denial rate has dropped significantly. We saved compared to 2020, 2021, we're saving about $10 million more a year in reversals of denials. That is, it's not something you do overnight, but you have to build that equity and, and, and continue it. And that's, I couldn't be proud of our physician advising teams making the effort. And so Yes I'm hearing about the contention. Yes we're seeing a little of it but but uh fortunately it's not not to the extent that other uh, hospitals are dealing with.
0: Has the have you changed other things in the relationship with the payer like um contracts the way you approach contract negotiation or contract terms for example?
1: Uh well yes and and I mean so uh, one thing that we didn't talk about when I opened up was you know when i first got to wake forest we were one hospital one now we're about 71 so yeah. we became we we created a, we got into a relationship with atrium health and then we had another relationship partnership with advocate health now we're 70 71 hospitals and so our biggest change is we now have uh, an enterprise structure um some of those areas especially atrium has been very helpful in negotiating contracts so yes it's we are we are uh, improving with our negotiation, but that, I think, is one of the benefits of us, uh, 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 you know, engaging and, and getting into an uh, enterprise group with Atrium and Advocate. I see. How about technology? Is technology helping you much
0: um, in the health system in terms of mitigating denials or
1: denial prevention? Or anything? Well, um yes i mean technology is helping some but but um we haven't hit that that moment yet where that aha where wow we've really moved the needle tremendously i mean we we um you know you know when i talk with my guys that are on the front line of this they they say you know you still we still have to do our due diligence we still have to put in a lot of work um you bring the right cases to the insurance companies if 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 there is a denial and it's obvious you don't know, you don't fight the ones that it's it's obviously denial because you, you got to get respect but but in terms of uh, yes we're not using fax machines anymore i mean i guess that's an improvement in technology <laughs> but um but you know i guess there's a few little things uh, that has helped improve the process but it's still very much more time intensive than i would like mm-hmm. um yes we get we, we're getting value from you know all this money that we're saving but yes we we want it to be more efficient no question
0: you mentioned your physician advisor team. Can you tell, tell us more about that? How has the team uh, changed or responded to the evolving relationship with payers over the last couple of years, perhaps beyond just, you know, improving those
1: relationships? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest, um, you know, I, you know, of course I'm, I'm biased <laughs> because I'm from, from Wake, but I, you know, I think we were ahead of the curve in how we dealt with insurance companies and, um, To be very blunt, by by being proactive and building that relationship, by being proactive, by collaborating, by by, um, you know, being honest and straightforward. Hey, yes, we didn't document this. There's an opportunity here. We get it. But here's a different case. We feel very strongly about this one. But um, building those relationships um, takes a lot of effort. And uh, to be very blunt, we only had one, if you can believe it, one physician advisor for our market, which was 1500 beds. And that might seem insane because other hospitals will have a physician advisor for two hundred beds, hmm. but um, but that one individual um, really created a very unique process. And when you only have one person, it's very easy to communicate with everyone. You have the same structure. Um, so because we've had so much success, now we're expanding. Now we're we we're, brought in uh, two more. We're bringing in another, and so we're 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 basically for you know I'll use an Alabama analogy here. Um, I'm from Alabama, Alabama football, big fan. Alabama football always talks about the process. You develop the process. And so we have developed that. So now we're expanding the process and, and we're very proud of it. And we'd like to take it to, um, you know, down South, our Georgia colleagues, our Charlotte colleagues, and, and up North advocate. We, you know, and that's one of the benefits of an enterprise is you learn, you learn the strengths of each hospital and you make make the whole team stronger. So, um, yeah, we started small. But, uh, but yeah, we're doing pretty well. Can you share some of the magic of the process? Uh, well, you know, the, you know, and it's, I can share the magic, uh, (laughs) but uh, almost all the magic, but, (laughs) but, um, it's, it's really very simple and it's the same as really every other magic that we can talk about with patients. We can talk about with other physicians. Number one, you have to know your stuff. You have to be solid in what you're doing, um, Number two, you got to know how to talk to people and communicate, you know, think about that person on the other side of the phone or on the, on the other side of the video, what they're, you know, anticipate what they're going to ask, have empathy and caring um, about what, what they're asking, what they're considering. That may sound corny, but those, those are the same things that we talk about with patients. You got to be comprehensive. You got to know how to talk to patients. Patients need to understand, and they want to see that you care. Uh, we put a lot and and there's more to it than that, but that's the core. And that's what, what um, translates, not just with, um, you know, our insurance companies and our physicians on, on that side, but uh, with nursing homes, with LTACs, it's really very simple. It's, it's a relationship business. And, um, and you, you know, it's really somewhat surprising that, that more hospitals haven't b- bought into that. I think it, I think it takes, time and effort. And, and it's not something, it's not something you can do overnight building trust, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, that's what I think the difference is. And they, and they know when we call, they know when we call, we've done our, we've done our due diligence. We're not going to waste their time. And we've got something that we feel strongly about. And, you know, I, I'm thinking one of our physician advisors, uh, a couple of days ago, is like, you know, I said, how successful are you at, at overturning denials? And he's like, he said, uh, about ninety nine percent, and I said, "No, it's, that's a little high." But, but the point is, it's not ninety nine percent, but it's a lot more than twenty percent, mm-hmm. and and that's that to me is the secret sauce. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, comes down to people. Yeah, and that's and it's it it's simple. Yeah. It's really not hard. But um, but uh, and that's you know I talked about that conference I went to when I was I was talking to some of the insurance uh people on the insurance side. They're basically saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not some nameless face on a phone. You know, and you know we're we're people too. We went to medical school. You know, we're trying to do the right thing, and that's the other thing. We're all in this for patients. I really believe that. I, I believe, you know, most physicians, most providers, most um, all of us. It's it's about the patients, and when you can connect on that level, um, you know, I think ultimately the right thing happens.
0: Let's talk about the patient then for a minute. Um, they're obviously, like you said, at the heart of the the system. Um, t- tell me how have the expectations of patients changed over the last five or ten years, be yeah. it
1: technology or or any other area. Well, I mean, it's changed in multiple ways, and I I guess uh, I guess I'll start with the the I guess I'll start with the the ones I get called the most about. I'm I'm the guy that gets called with the most angriest patients. You know, they're angry and oh, my gosh, they're they're screaming at people and 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 we have no tolerance for that. I, I love patients. I love patient care. But boy, we got to support our staff, too. And so I'm seeing patients that are more uh, frustrated with the system and, and the that things aren't being done faster and, and, and they don't know what's going on and they they get more upset. Um, But you know, same thing. You walk in the room and you you, you talk to them, you tell them what's going on, you allay their fears, you show them that you care because we do care. Um, so yeah, I, it, in many ways that's a microcosm of what I believe patients and families are, are much more educated and, and engaged than they were when I started this 23 years ago. It's, it's grown. And I, I welcome that because, um, I want to be a partner. I want to hear what they have to say. And so, um, so that's extended not just wanting to know uh, all the bits and pieces information as quick as possible through you know technology we have something called myway health which I'm, i many hospitals have where the patients can see their progress note the next day and their and their labs um but they want access and they are really pushing for access and 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 you know we we're really working on that we we realize that no matter how much we care no matter how great we think we are and and our mission is the right one if they can't come in to see us they'll go across the street and and we've lost them and um and i once again i have a bias so i think we're pretty good we're pretty good people and we do really good things and so we've got to get them in and and they're demanding it and they're demanding it you know through their iphones i want to put in my clinic appointment and i want to uh when i want it and and so we have to accommodate that and then and then finally they they don't like coming to the big house. And, uh, and I don't mean the Michigan football stadium. I mean, I mean the, the big hospital Um, that is, you know, something we've always seen. And we've, we've, we've noticed the stress of, you know, people from small towns they are in this big place. They don't know how to get through it. It's how to park all these things. It's a, it's an inconvenience. They want to be close to their home. They want to be able to park Five yards away from where they need to go, and they want it to be easy, and and I respect that. I mean, that's 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 what I would want too. And so, um, you know, therefore we're 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 trying to expand things. What we call off of our uh, forces is built on a hill. We're trying to get them off the hill and get them out to our hmm. community um, clinics. Uh, you know, we're having we're more outpatient clinics, more outpatient surgery centers. What whatever it takes to um, you know, improve that experience because. You know there's the other element of all this. Patients are sick and and they're and that's very stressful. They're going through a lot of things. We need to do everything we can, the little things to minimize their stress so they can focus on their disease. So yes, things have changed. yes, um you know, there's a little bit more um uh, uh, pushback, a little uh, workplace violence uh, we're we're putting we put in some processes to um uh, deal with that. But uh, yeah, we want to be partners with them.
0: Last question, Eric, um, just bridging off uh, the patient experience and patient expectation changes. What does it mean for your workforce? Uh, you mentioned workplace violence just then you've got more technology uh, in use by patients as well. Uh, it's
1: changing um, what your workforce needs. to yeah, do. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I brought up, I've done this for 23 years. I've I've been in medicine even before that. And and boy, you can see over the years, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, time has been squeezed and time has, um, when time is squeezed, it puts extra stress. Then your patients can push on you. The burnout is tremendous. And we have done a lot of great things in terms of technology. Um, Certainly it's Better than the old days when somebody would scribble on a piece of paper and you didn't know what they wrote in the progress note because their handwriting was terrible, um, you know, or you can't couldn't find that lab that was when was that drawn? But but um, so technology has improved in in many ways, the electronic medical record. But but still, time is not getting better. And why did we go into this? Why did nurses? Why did nurse practitioners? Why did PAs physicians? We went in it. To be with the patient, just like you and I are talking right now, not to go to a computer over on the other side of the room and tap on it for 30 minutes. And so um, we still have a big ways to go uh, for technology to improve our experience, to get us back to the patient and um, uh, because that's what we want. And and burnout is a real thing. And that's a, I know we've, we're running out of time, but but um, it's the same old, same old. A big part of burnout when when nurses are attacked by patients or when they're overwhelmed. If you're not there as a leader or as an administrator to support them, guess what? That enhances the burnout. They'll go to the next place. That's another thing that that to me, that's a big issue over the next year or two is you've you've yes, we need staff retention, but you've got to build the environment for that for that staff to want to be there, to want to to say, hey, you know, we're all in this, we're all in this together we're a family. We're doing this for the right reasons. And, and gosh, when something goes wrong, Dr. Summers is there to support me. He's got my back. And, um, and that's important.
0: Eric, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. a lot.